It's your girl Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Gooey Things. Hey, Boo Things. Welcome back to Just Gooey Things, and we are your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, Lily, Mm -hmm. we need to talk because. We have been discussing on how we are going to coordinate a little virtual Halloween party for all of our boo things. Yes. So after, once we record, we definitely have to go into details. And then not this episode, but the next episode, we'll give you guys details on where we're going to like host this virtual party, um, what exactly we're going to do during the virtual party. We'll probably post it on our social media first. So follow us on Instagram at... Just Lily Thinks Podcast. I am... Uh, Lily, I am so excited for this because usually I have Halloween parties every year. Yeah. And I don't think that that's happening this year. Uh, so it will definitely be nice to be able to celebrate my favorite holiday with, uh, with all our boo things. It's going to be so much fun. And we have some good costumes. Our dogs, have, which, Rebecca, I will literally order that costume for Faith if you want to get one for Loki. I'm so down. We, yeah, we definitely have to discuss this after the episode, for sure. Yes. I'll text you because we, okay. we need to. I mean, thank God for Amazon. It comes in like one, two, three. Yeah. But, you know, we got to get on it before those sizes start running out. I have to figure yeah, out absolutely. what size he is because I feel like. For dogs, I mean, you think it's horrible shopping for kids. Shopping for your dog is so hard because their measurements are so different for every single clothing article that you could find for them. Listen, at least Loki has the, like, one body size. Like, fucking Faith looks like you took the shoulders of a bulldog, (laughs) the legs of a corgi, the butt of a pit bull, and the head of a pit bull, and just, like, mishmash them together. Like, I don't even fucking know what kind of dog I shop for. But but that's what makes her, like, the cutest, woodest little doggy walkie in the whole wide world. (laughs) The cutest, woodest little doggy walkie. Her lazy eye, like, adds just, like, it's the cherry on top of a... My dad will look at her sometimes and be like, hello, Faith. God, you're funny looking. (laughs) She is the main character, and we are just all background extras. I'm convinced. We are all extras in Faith's main story. And I'm so here for it. Yeah. (laughs) So, Lily, before we get started talking about our episode today, um, I feel Mm -hmm. like I I don't really have anything to talk too much about. I feel like we've gotten so much out of the way in the past episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any work stories or anything you want to add? All right. I have uh, one work story. All right. And it's kind of short and sweet. So, basically, the way banks work is let's say that there's bank A and bank B. Right. Okay. So let's say I work for bank A and you come in and, you know, you want to cash a check coming from bank A. Right. That's fine. Right. If it's a $200 check from someone else who banks at bank A and you're a member at bank A, I can cash you the check. No problem. Let's say that you're a member at bank A, come in with a check from bank B. I can cash that check for you, but I need, and this is how it works with all banks. Because it's coming from a different bank, we need to take down an account number, right? 
to hold that money against in case the person who wrote the check does not have enough money in their account for the check they wrote you. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So if you aren't a cut, so bank A, you know what? Let's switch this to Lily's and Rebecca's banks so that it's less confusing. Okay. So let's say, Rebecca, you own a bank and I own a bank, right? And someone who banks at Lily Bank International comes in with a Rebecca bank check, right? I can cash it. I just need to hold, you know, find an account in their name just in case Rebecca's bank doesn't have that money in it. Okay. Now, let's say someone comes in, a Rebecca's bank customer, and wants to cash a... I don't know, a different, a completely different, not, you know, even let's say a Rebecca's bank customer has no account with me, wants to come in and get cash for a Rebecca's bank check. I can't do that because they don't have an account and it's not our check. Yeah. So they just think they could just walk into a random bank and do that? Yeah, so this guy pulls into the drive-thru. It's a guy, and he was, like, having... So that's the basis, right? That's the basis of this story. This guy pulls in to the drive-thru, and he's, like, in a pickup, and he's, like, swerving and, like, hitting the curb and just, like, rolling his window down, but not all the way, and then the window's back up, then down, then up, then down all the way, and I'm, like, waiting to greet this guy. I'm like, hi, welcome to the bank. How can I help you? And he says, okay, I have a check I'd like to cash. Okay, no problem. Send it over with your ID. He sends it over and he says, oh, I'm not a customer. I don't have an account with you. I said, okay, then I need two forms of ID, like your, you know, a passport and a driver's license, you know, work ID and a driver's license, a driver's license and a debit card, something. So he sends that to me and I look at the check and he's not a customer and it's not a check for the bank I work at. So I say to him and the woman, you know, sir, I can't cash this check for you. This is, you know, we're Lily's bank. This is for Rebecca's bank. And you don't have an account here. And he goes, oh, well, you know, I I, I came here because I don't want to go to where I have my account at Rebecca's bank. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I, I really can't help you. He said, well, where can I cash? And then he says, where can I cash it that my wife on the account won't know I cashed it and didn't give it to her? I'm like, (laughs) what? And he says, well, I want to cash this check, but I'm not going to do it at Rebecca at, you know, bank of Rebecca because I don't want my wife to know. And I'm thinking, who the fuck is this bitch? (laughs) So, I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I I don't know what to tell you, like, and he was like, well, if I go to, you know, the bank where I bank, can I have them not tell her? And my coworker is, like, listening, she's like, Lily, like, don't answer. I'm like, yeah, I can't answer any questions regarding Bank of Rebecca, like, only Bank of Lily, I can tell you, and I can tell you that since you don't have an account here and it's not a Bank of Lily check, I can't help you. And he was like, oh, man, like, I got to figure this out. And he and the woman in the passenger seat just drove away. And I was like, this guy's either cheating on his wife and like has a sugar baby. Cause 
or he was like playing a joke on me. Rebecca's bank has some messy ass customers, man. <laughs> well, see, you uh, said you said this story was short and sweet. So when I heard sweet, I was like, oh, like there was a cute resolution at the end, or it was like a cute old man. No, this is just messy all around, and I am left here confused and bamboozled. Right, and I was like, literally, like, as they were pulling up, I look at my coworker, and I'm like, this guy's a crackhead. This guy's a crackhead. <laughs> and she's like, Lily, no, he's not. And I'm like, really? Look at how he can't simply roll down the window. Look at that, how he can't drive his fucking truck. That just was a red flag right then and there. Right? I'm, like, I could tell he was... And then the, just the way he greeted me and the way he was talking, I was like, this guy's, like, tripping. He's... Or he was tr- just trying to hide something and be discreet. So I don't know what the fuck kind of Maury Povich bank <laughs> I fucking work at. But Jesus Christ. This wife is one incident away from just leaving his ass and filing those divorce papers. I wanted to, like, see if I could look up his name and, like, call his wife and be like, girl, there's something you should know. (laughs) (laughs) These are the times where you take down their name, Facebook stalk them, find if you could find any information on their marital status, and then stalk the wife or husband or whatever they are and just fucking lurk and just come up with some good-ass theories. I am, yeah, like, literally, I would, like, I'd lose my job if I got caught, but, like, the woman needs to know that her mans is not acting accordingly. (laughs) That is women supporting women. Honestly, like, (laughs) imagine, like, imagine just suddenly getting a phone call from, like, a bank (laughs) or, like, home goods, right? Fucking home goods calls you and says yeah uh there was just a man in here buying something for a woman who's not you just thought you should know i mean like what the you originally just think it's a spam call but she's like no honey you don't want to hang up this call (laughs) so speaking of communicating with others lily right I, i did that okay lily what are we talking about this week Ouija boards, the mystical oracle. So, uh, if you guys are OG listeners, you would know that we did an episode in season one of uh, about Ouija boards, and it's from season one, episode eight, and it's. I was about to say, I thought we did one pretty early on. We did, and it's called "Don't Drink in Ouija Board." You know, we were (laughs) we were really sharp there uh, in the beginning. Um, You know, really in our prime. you can listen to the episode, but sorry in advance. No, but um, for that episode, we go more into depth about the history of Ouija boards and kind of how it's become really commercialized through Hasbro and, you know, different things like that. Um, but I'm just going to give you guys just a brief uh, little overview of just what a Ouija board is if this is really the first time you've heard of a Ouija board. Uh, if you've... If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming it's not, but just to cover our bases, (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the Ouija board, and then Lily and I are going to each read three stories that we found online uh, in relation to Ouija board experiences. So, 
Uh, the Ouija, also known as a spirit board or talking board, is a flat board marked with the letters of the alphabet, the numbers 0 to 9, the words yes, no, occasionally hello and goodbye, along with various symbols and graphics. It uses a planchette, which is a small heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic, as a movable indicator to spell out messages during a seance. Participants place their fingers on the planchette, and it's moved from the board to spell out words. Ouija, like I was saying previously, is actually a trademark of Hasbro, but is often used generically to refer to any talking board. Spiritualists believe that the dead were able to contact the living and reportedly used a talking board very similar to a modern Ouija board at their camps in Ohio in 1886 to fast, enable faster communication with spirits. So, following its commercial introduction by businessman Elijah Bond on July 1st, 1890, the Ouija board was regarded as an innocent parlor game unrelated to the occult until American <laughs> spiritualist Pearl yeah, Curran right. yeah, Pearl Curran popularized its use as a divining tool during World War I. Paranormal and supernatural beliefs associated with Ouija have been criticized by the scientific community and are characterized as pseudoscience. The action of the board can be Par parsimoniously un uh, explained by unconscious movements of those controlling the pointer, a psycho oh, psychophysiological phenomenon known as idiomot... I don't know this word. Idiomotor effect. Idiomotor effect? Idiometer, maybe? Idi Honestly, how do, how do you spell it? How do you spell it? Okay. Spelling bee with just bully things. Spelling right. bees with JGT? Give me an I. Give me a D. E-O-M-O-T-O-R. Idiometer. That, you know what? That sounds good. Uh, We're going to go with that for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So some Christian denominations have warned against using Ouija boards, holding that they can lead to demonic possession. Occultists, on the other hand, are divided on the issue, with some saying that it can be a tool for positive transformation. Others reiterate the warnings of many Christians and caution inexperienced users against it. So, uh, legally on this side of just ghouly things, we are going to say, don't use a Ouija board. But yeah, honestly. <laughs> if you choose to use a Ouija board, not because we said so, Tell us your story and your experience and email us at Podcast at gmail.com. All right, Lily, do you want to get started with your first story? Why not? Okay. So my first story, I hope that we don't have, like, the same ones. I hope so, too, but I guess we'll just figure that out as we go along, shall we? Yeah, if we do, like, I still have my Reddit app open and we can just, like, <laughs> figure it out. Okay. Uh, I think we're good. So this one isn't necessarily a Ouija, like, experience, like, that happened mid-Ouija board, but it's something that happened because, or believed to be because of the use of a Ouija board. So it's called My Uncle's House. Do you have this one? Nope. Okay, good. Okay, so I want to tell you guys a story about my uncle's house, and I will tell everything as it was told to me by those who have had experiences in the house. I would like to preface the story by saying that in boarding school or college, I can't remember exactly which, my brother was playing a game of Ouija with his friends and claims they briefly encountered a demonic spirit. My Uncle Jim moved to Miami in the late 90s and worked as a waiter. In the early mid-2000s, he became a realtor. 
My uncle did pretty well for himself, never got married or had kids, and was able to buy a nice house in South Beach. My fucking dream life right here. Facts. Like, do whatever the fuck you want all day, every day, and you live in South Beach. He and his dog, yep, dog, there it is. There it is. <laughs> this is Go Lily's Uncle future. Jim. I'm living for, you know what? Uncle Jim reminds me of my aunt who lives in Miami with her cat, just does whatever the fuck she wants, like, honestly. That's such a vibe. I, I live for that. If I ever, like, go off the grid, just check, like, any tropical, remotely tropical climate, because that's where I'll fucking be. Okay. Uh, Lily, who are you joking? You're going to be in fucking Disney World. Who? Uh, <laughs> All right. You're going to be in fucking Orlando, Florida. We don't really have to look too deep, all right? No one has to be an FBI agent to know where you're going to be. I was plotting running away today. Literally <laughs> earlier today, I'm like thinking about going on Indeed and seeing banks in Orlando hiring. <laughs> Honestly, there are several Disney locations. If 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 Lily really wants to get a little ballsy, she'll go to maybe the Paris one. Oh God, I've always wanted to go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. The more you know. <laughs> So, time went on, things got weirder. My uncle's entertainment system would turn on, TV, surround sound speakers that had to be manually turned on would randomly turn on and off. My grandmother, a no-bullshit lady, also experienced the sound system, TV, and random light flickering while staying at the house alone. Jim said things then got weirder. His garage even opened and closed while he was home at times. I know what you're thinking. Shitty electrician, nothing paranormal. One night, my uncle woke to a medicine ball rolling a medicine ball. What the hell is a medicine ball? A medicine, okay. Personal trainer here. Medicine ball is just like a heavy ball that people use as a, 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 as a weight, pretty much. So you can do it for Russian twist. You can do it for um, different upper body exercises as well as some lower body exercises. It's just a ball okay. that's weighted. That's it. Gotcha. Thank you, Rebecca. No problem. Follow her for personal training tips on Instagram at Rebecca Rubenberg. <laughs> Book me. <laughs> um, so there was a medicine ball rolling across his bedroom, but with all the doors and windows shut. When he got up, the th when he got up, he thought he heard a conversation in the guest room down the hall. I also got a really eerie feeling in that guest room, and at times he said he thought he heard people speaking in there. Fast forward a few months, and Jim was visiting us for Christmas and showed us a picture of a blood stain on the wall, uh. which was a straight line with a slight smudge at the bottom. It was about as long and as wide as a straw. That's oddly specific. <laughs> and there was no sign it came from a fly or anything in the house. The stain was on the wall above the stairs, higher than anyone could reach. It didn't come from him or his dog. My uncle returned to Miami, and things got more bizarre. He started to wake up in the middle of the night with the TV in his bedroom blasting white noise and a gray screen. Holy shit, it's like in, what is it? Is it, is, is it Poltergeist or, um, it's Poltergeist, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. With that? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. So, white noise and a gray screen. He claimed that one night he saw the face of an old man on the screen. Ooh. Jim called the cable guy to come fix his TV. When the cable guy came to fix the TV, he pointed out to my uncle that 
there was a crack forming on the ceiling above his bed. When my uncle had a carpenter come figure out the crack, they did some investigating and figured out it was a stress crack. The beams in the ceiling directly above Uncle Jim's bed were slowly concaving and was believed to collapse completely in the near future, if not fixed. (gasps) Uncle Jim moved out of the house a few months later. The women who bought the house from him died only a few months later inside the house, but I don't remember what her cause of death was. My uncle believes the spirit on the TV was warning him of impending danger. Ooh. So, all the comments were saying, like, clearly this house he's in was haunted. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, there was something there. Now, the question is, his Ouija board experience, right? Mm-hmm. Had he opened a portal that this sounds like a stretch. It made more sense in my mind, but hear me out, guys. Opened a portal, which then drew him to this house. Because think about it. It's not like they're in the middle of like Roanoke, Virginia, where there's a lot of activity. They're not in Gettysburg, right? Like mm-hmm. Fucking like he's in South Beach, Miami. Not a lot of you know there were there were no like you know it's not like he's anywhere which is particularly known to be haunted. Honestly, why isn't it though? Like if I died, I would want my soul to be in a nice warm area. Why the hell would I want it in in cold ass Maine or cold ass New Jersey? You know, right. I would want to be haunting some warm spots. Chicago in the winter? No, thank you. Oh, please. Last place I'd be if I was dead. I was in Chicago for New Year's Eve a couple years back, and fucking no, ma'am. I don't know how my brother does it. Shout out to Nick. Anyways, the point is that this place isn't known for its activity, you know? Like, it's spiritual activity. There's no historic... I mean, there are, surely because there are historic landmarks everywhere. But, you know, when you think South Beach, Miami, you think, you know, girls in, you know, cheeky bikinis rollerblading down the boardwalk. Oh, for sure. You don't think spooky, kooky, ooky haunted house. It could, this could also be that from the Ouija board, he opened up access to communicating with his spirit guide. Exactly. Right? I like, like This that. could have opened him, had him drawn to this house. I mean, it is true. Everything happens for a reason. Right? Like, that was kind of his, you know, beginning, right? Because, I mean, I feel like Uncle Jim would have, you know, had spooky kooky stories before this Ouija board. Like, well, when you get to the topic of a Ouija board, you usually cover your whole paranormal experience. So Uncle Jim probably didn't have anything until then. And now he ends up in this haunted house with the spirit communicating. I mean, it must've opened some kind of a portal and given him the ability for maybe something bad to kind of draw him to this house with negative energy. Mm -hmm. Right. And then a spirit comes through, you know, warning him saying, listen, you know, this is not good. You got to get out of here. And that's, that's that on that. Well, I like that positive spin on that story because I I was thinking something tragic was going to happen because usually when you hear Ouija board stories, nothing good comes from it. But that was that was a positive spin. I like that. Thank you. (laughs) 
fucking leave it to me to end up having something positive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my first story is titled, Don't Use the Ouija Board. So I feel like like the title explains itself enough. So this starts by saying, this is a story from my life that I've told to people, especially teens, to warn them to never use the Ouija board. It's long, but I hope it serves the purpose here. When I was a senior in high school in 1989, my brother came home from college on spring break and told stories about him and some friends using the Ouija board. It had done some things to freak them out, so we dug out the one we had in our attic. I don't know why we had it or where we got it from. He showed me what they had done, but nothing happened with us. I brought it to a friend's house, and we tried it out a few times over the course of a few evenings, and then about the third or fourth time, oh my god, it really started to pick up its responses. <laughs> why would you keep trying? I don't like to say that pe- like, that people ask for things to happen to them, like, you know, they were asking for it, but in this sense, they were kind of asking for it. Yeah, they were kind of persistent. Like, they were poking the damn bear. <laughs> Honestly. And, at, okay, fourth round at a Ouija board, what could pop? Say it with me, boo things. What, what could, could possibly, possibly go wrong? Go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> we had been starting by knocking three times in the corner of the board and saying something like, come spirit, or something to that effect. Anyway, the marker started to really move around the board and spell things out. I always tell people that it was either our subconsciousness or a spirit moving it around because I was certain neither of us was moving it intentionally. With a light touch of a few fingers from each of our hands, it would just move to spell things like its own personality. We would ask it all the usual questions, test questions, and curiosity ones. One day, though, I wasn't a fan of it. My friend asked the board in which years we would each die. Oh, my fucking God. Okay. It's- Why would you do that? Who the- These people are fucking out of their mind. Okay. It spelled out something like 2040 or 40-ish for my friend. I actually don't remember the number, just that it was far in the future at that time. In 1990 for me, which was the next year. I asked, does that mean I'm going to die in 1990 and my friend in 2000 whatever? No, it said. Then I asked again, this time switching the years around between us. Yes, it said. Ooh. Ooh. So we asked the spirit about itself. It said it died the year my friend's father was born and said its name was Stephen Crane. We kind of laughed at that part. Of course, I looked up some dates about the author after that, but things just didn't seem to drive. I thought, could be another person with that name, and moved on. Anyway, we started to invite friends over to watch, who were all entirely skeptical. By the end of the evening, every single one was freaked out. More and more friends would come each night until we started to get a huge group of people. The board would answer plenty of the test questions wrong, but then, for example, while everyone's reacting to the wrong answer and half paying attention, it's spelling out sorry. And another time, for example, in a lull between activity while people are distracted and chatting, it moved slowly to S, then kept circling around to H-H-H-H until it came to a stop there. Nothing for about two minutes. The entire room of people completely silent. Then it slowly moved to O K. It said, a, "Yeah." It said a bad spirit had passed through the room. Everyone freaks out. It didn't. 
It didn't like this one friend, and every time he even entered the room when we had those gatherings, the marker would twist and move to the opposite side of the board, and other things like that happened. Again, it had its own personality. I remember a few times driving home alone with that thing in the back seat of the car, terrified with my heart pounding. One time I asked it, where will I go to college? It spelt out one of the schools I was applying to, and then 37. I asked if I was going to go to that school and get a 3.7 GPA the first semester, and it said yes. I was sure all along that my friend wasn't moving it intentionally, but I had proof because one day he was really disturbed and frustrated with his girlfriend, a friend of mine. He had suspected she was cheating on him, and he asked the board a question about her while using it with a friend, and it told him to turn on the TV. The video for the song, What You Don't Know Might Hurt You, by Expose was playing Wait, Rebecca, on. Wait, that's so perfect. I know. For what we were just talking about before we started recording. Right? Oh my god. Okay, that was too perfect. <laughs> it was playing on MTV. I remember he really took that to heart, and it affected his trust in their relationship. So I always knew he wasn't just playing around with the board, and that was a sort of hard proof of it. We started to actually use the board with our friends, but it only worked when one of us two used it with someone. We asked the spirit why that was and it responded that the spirit was inside my friend and that I was the owner of the board freaky stuff thinking back on it now but as an 18 year old you think differently (laughs) clearly (laughs) anyway the enthusiasm started to peter out after a few months maybe near the end of summer and I don't know what happened to the Ouija board I did end up going to that college that the board mentioned but it really didn't catch my attention When I got home after my first semester, after 1990 had just begun, I got my grades. I got a 3.7. I I am not okay in this moment. I don't remember if I made the connection or not at the time, but I certainly did when the next thing happened. Around the same week or so, maybe even around the same day, I got the annual catalog that my college sends out with articles and updates and whatnot. I opened it up, and there in front of me was a whole article about... Stephen Crane. He had gone to my college for a while, and I had never had any idea of it. I remember having chills. Then they add as a side note, 10 years later, I was buying a condo, and a lot of serendipitous things, good things, were happening around the purchase. That event with the Ouija board was so, was so salient with me that I decided to do a good search to find out if a Stephen Crane had lived in the condo I was buying. Didn't find anything, and the condo was great, but if I had found something, I would have definitely pulled out. (laughs) Finally, the sad... (laughs) That's a smart move. Finally, the sad part is that later in 1990, after returning to college classes after Thanksgiving break, my friend, one of my best friends, died suddenly and unexpectedly from a heart problem. I don't know when I made the connection with the board, because by then it was over a year later. But at some point I did, and when I started to put the whole storyline together, it sank in more how creepy and dark the whole thing is. I am happy in life, very blessed. I did go through a form of spiritual growth some years ago where this darkness was left behind, and the story of my past doesn't haunt me. I share it and hope it's helpful for others, but I would never touch a Ouija board again, and would strongly advise against anyone using one. To this day, I am still positive that it was not our conscious action at work, but either our subconsciousness or truly a spirit. So whichever of those you might believe it is, nothing good comes from playing around with either of them. 
at the minimum, ne negligence can open up a path for psychological and emotional problems. And at worst, relating with the spirit can let in a darkness and fear beyond your understanding or strength that can tinge your life and affect you for time to come. The end. Yeah, I. you know what? I like this. That was, I, I really like that story. I like the, I mean, listen, I don't like all of, you know, what happened. And, you know, I don't like that they were playing with a Ouija board. But I like that, you know, I always like in the end when they're like, listen, it's all good, but don't do it. I, I, I think that this was a good combination of the of weighing out the pros and the cons of using a Ouija board. Coming to the final consensus, that better be safe than sorry of just not using a Ouija board altogether but yeah. there did seem to be some good things to come from the Ouija board like there was some um validation of the college the GPA the Stephen Crane but yeah. then it's also kind of like, scary this this person definitely got like validation and some like positive affirmations from it but you know it's like 99.99 against 0 0.01 if if these kids were actually smart. They would have been asking for the next week's lottery numbers, and they would have had no problems after that. <laughs> honestly, a waste of a risk if you're not asking the Ouija board for lotto numbers. Yeah, I honestly, th what kills me of this story is who fucking asks when they're going to die? I would never want to know that. I would, I would, if, okay, this is my recommendation. Okay. Life coaching with Lily. I don't want to know the exact date I want to die. I don't want to know how I'm going to die. But it might be nice because, you know, you you really, I mean, I think, you know, we we all have experiences, not just, you know, us, like us too, but where you realize that life can be taken at any moment and you never know. My question, if I were curious about my own passing, would be, you know, do I have a lot of time left? Yeah, but I think that yeah. that's, like, also, like, the whole beauty behind life is just that kind of incentive, knowing that we don't know when our time is up, so we have to we have to be active every single day and make – every day as if it's our last and be able to rest our head yeah. on our pillow at night and know that we did the best we could and that we're happy before we go to bed because you don't know if you're going to wake up the next morning. And I think that's yeah. the beauty of just like life in general is that you never know. Nothing is ever guaranteed to any of us. We can be in perfect health and then the next day be gone. You just don't yeah. know. And that's why I think it's, I don't think that's, I think that's why I wouldn't want to know because I like living every day, not knowing what's to come next not in a bad way, but in the sense of like, it makes me keep pushing because it gives you it gives you a purpose in life. Like if if, if I feel like I'm counting down like fucking um, like New Year's Eve ball dropping, <laughs> then I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess it would make me want to hurry things up, but at the same time, I think I would just be thinking about that the whole time too. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I. I personally would not, that wouldn't be on my radar to ask. I would ask completely unrelated questions. But if you are listening, first of all, don't use a fucking Ouija board. 
But if you are, you know what, like I'm kind of a dumb bitch sometimes too. If you're going to be dumb and not listen to our advice and like everyone on the internet and every psychic ever and every doctor and every mystic ever's advice, if you want to ignore all that and do that and, and use a Ouija board, first of all, don't sue us. Second of all, don't ask when you're going to die. If you're curious about it, just say, you know, am I going to live a full life? That's the way to put it, I think. Because that's, I think, the answer people really want. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they want, when will I die? How will I die? That's the question they ask, but not what they're really, the answer, not what they're looking for. Or even like a, how can I live my life to the fullest? Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, there are perfectly good psychic mediums who won't invite a demon into your life. That is true. Support your local psychic medium. Honestly. I told you about the psychic I saw, right? Yeah, yeah. You talked, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, my days have been running together, so I... (laughs) I I feel you on that. I thought today was Wednesday all day. Oh, shit, it's only Tuesday. Fuck! I thought it was Wednesday, too. What the hell? (laughs) Oh, God. All right, Lily. Enough of this shenanigans. What's your next story? This story is called Zozo Encounter. Oh, So it says, so me, my girlfriend, and her little brother played on a Ouija board for the first time today. The first time was fairly slow. We encountered a spirit named QP. We didn't get much information as the Amazon guy came and knocked on the door. (laughs) Way to fucking go, Amazon guy. At least they Um, knock. True, right? Have you seen that? Like, It's like I saw it as a GIF or a GIF, um, but it's like a short little video of like, how different delivery drivers for different services will drop off your package. And it's like Amazon comes and like drops your package and fixes your flowers and USPS. I'll, I'll try to find it and post it. on. Oh, page. Like no, really I know that very well because I'll send you the video. Cause I screen recorded it. Cause I have like the ring doorbell mm-hmm. and uh, I had just gotten new AirPods the other day. And Mm -hmm. so I got the notification that someone was dropping a package off. So I was just happened to look at it. This fucking guy can't go. I only have two steps going up to my door. He is at the bottom of the stairs and fucking chucks the (laughs) fucking box at the door. I'll send it to you or I'll post it on our Instagram story after we uh, post this episode. So you guys can see the fuckery that's going on. He did not have to walk more than 10 feet to just place the box. And on the box, it says that there's batteries, like it's like a, it's a delicate item. Just fucking yeah. chucks the shit out of it. Yo, I hate this man. I was so livid. I'm like, dude, there's like, it's like almost $500 worth of stuff in this box. And you're just going to throw it like it's just a fucking piece of candy or newspaper. Like, what the hell? Yeah, be a paper boy if you want to do that shit. Right. Do us all a favor and be out of work. I just, (laughs) people are just so lazy sometimes. I'm sorry, keep going. Okay. Um, So the Amazon guy came and knocked on the door. We played it a second time later on that day and encountered a female adult spirit for the first time named Gace. So G-A-C-E. My girlfriend thinks it could be Grace. I think it's just a unisex name pronounced like Jace. So... Who knows? Um, one second. Okay. We said goodbye and then started up with another round. This time was apparently a 40-year-old man. Might have been 400 as it stayed on the zero. We asked, when were you born? And it goes to the 40 and, and stays on the zero, just as I said before. 
We asked him, 1940? And he replied, no. This one wasn't giving us straight answers, and it seems like they, quote, had done this before, as my girlfriend said, because after every response, it would return to the center. Ooh, spooky. If the girlfriend ain't behind this, this is some Scooby-Doo shit. All right. Jace, on the other hand, would stay around. Yes, after. We asked a question, waiting to be asked another question. This, quote, 40-year-old spirit, or so it says, was being confusing as it was a trickster spirit, I think. We continued playing and asking questions, and I asked, are you a a Nephilim? N-E-P-H-I-L-L-I-M? No idea what the hell that is. No idea. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, And it simply replied with you, the letter U. Still toying with us, not giving us straight answers, but instead leaving us with more questions. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I like this spirit. I found out what the Nephilim is. Okay, what is it? It is, um, oh, wait. It's, okay. It's a mysterious group of uh, beings or people of unusually large size and strength who lived both before and after the flood. And this is according to the Hebrew Bible. Oh, okay. And it's like that's, half demon, half angel. That's an odd question, like an oddly specific question to ask, but okay, pop off. Yeah. Um. So it said, you, still toying with us, not giving us straight answers, and instead leaving us with more questions. So we continued asking questions, and I don't remember what we asked, but before we know, the planchette moves over to Z. Now, I didn't make a big deal out of it because it didn't go to the O. So I just carelessly let it keep going after the Z. After it went to Z, it goes to zero. Now, the thought of Zozo wasn't even crossing my mind because I was so focused on trying to figure out the meaning of some of its answers. At this moment, I was thinking, hmm, Z, then zero. What could that mean? Is it some type of code for something? After zero, it goes back to Z. At that moment, me and my girlfriend's little brother still were being careless, not paying attention. But my girlfriend caught on and said in a panicky tone, I'm not, I'm holding down the planchette. We need to say goodbye. <laughs> me and her brother both look at her in confusion. And to be honest, it all happened so fast. I don't know if he spelled out, you know, Zozo completely with zeros, but I don't think we let it finish. Instead, we went back to the center and kept asking questions. Fucking genius. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Instead, uh, we went back to the center and kept asking questions. Eventually, we said, all right, we're going to go now. And it replies with no. Uh. Ooh, Zozo Diva's fucking gaslighting these people. (laughs) We got a little creeped out and said goodbye. We decided to start one more round after that. And again, we encountered the spirit that we had encountered earlier that day, QP. He was an old man, it seems like. He said to, he was in his late 80s. We asked him, how are you doing today? He replies with rats. <laughs> that sounds like an old man. Right? It says that definitely fit my prediction of him being an old timer. As that's totally something an old timer would say for having a not so good day or for something going wrong. 
we asked another question, and this is when I believe our conversation got interrupted by that previous spirit. We see it start to count down from 809-876-543. Immediately, I caught it and said goodbye. After that, we decided to put up the Ouija board. After all of this happened, my girlfriend and I were discussing things, and I told her, oh, my God. I just realized when the spirit went from Z to zero to Z, it was trying to sneakily spell Zozo without the O, instead using zero. And she was like, bruh, that's why I told y'all I'm holding it down. <laughs> you were being fooled by the spirit. <laughs> I love how she's talking, too. And it makes sense, though, because the Zozo demon is a mysterious trickster entity known for stalking people through Ouija boards. So that like is like the perfect... Okay, did you just read that off of Google? Yeah. <laughs> I had to look it up. I had to look it up. So, like, that's just, like, perfect. Um, yeah, so, of course, that's, wow, genius. Okay. That's, like, if I was known for being a demon, right, L-I-L-L-Y, like, you know I'd be, like, fucking with those dumb teenagers, like, L-I-L-Y. Right? <laughs> Have them be, like, wow, if we're haunted by a flower. Oh. Like, no, bitch, it's me. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> um... I replied saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I done got goofed by such a simple trick. <laughs> you done got goofed. Another interesting thing about the spirit QP is that the initials Q and P are on a tree in my backyard, almost as if it was carved on or painted a really long time ago. Ooh. I told my friend and he suggested that QP probably used to live here a long time ago. I didn't even notice the QP until it stood out to me because of playing the board. I just wanted to share this experience and see what y'all think. Is QP an old spirit that used to live here long ago? Would Zozo ever try tricking into spelling his name using zeros for people who are knowledgeable of the rules and know how to watch out for it? The end. Well, so, Rebecca. Yeah. My question for you to chime in is, who do you think... QP is or what do you think it means well I think QP is the person that lived there but I also think that it doesn't always have to just be one spirit that's there during mm -hmm. the session mm -hmm. um, there could be influence of this Zozo who is the trickster could mm -hmm. definitely make sense that this Zozo could be using numbers to kind of disguise who he is because he's a trickster right he's just he likes fucking with people yeah so uh that makes sense that maybe he's there with this qp or uh, maybe this this person is being controlled by the zozo and is trying to communicate to have the people here on earth that are playing with the ouija board help them in the spirit world mm -hmm. i don't know but uh weird weird shenanigans i mean i know that and I, I think I touched upon this in, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure every town has a historical society. The town I grew up in was, like, all about its history. And, mm -hmm. like, you went to the library, they had everything on record. So yeah. I'm wondering if the person who wrote this, like, could maybe go to their, you know, town's historical society and see, like, if there's a record of who built the house or someone who lived there. I mean, it's possible also that, like, you know, there was a guy named Quincy Peterson who was, like, Mark, you know, at his fucking around at his friend's house and carved his name in his friend's tree. So, like, there's really no answers here, but yeah. it's fun to speculate. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Okay. So, my first story was titled, Don't Use the Ouija Board. 
My second story is titled, Don't Ever Use the Ouija Board. <laughs> so, we're trying to keep a theme here, guys. Don't fucking yeah. use a Ouija Board. Yeah, recognize patterns, please. Please. So, um, this starts, this happened to me when I was in high school. I was at my friend's house at the time who lived in an apartment building. She had a neighbor who lived upstairs and was a few years younger than us who we hung out with when I visited my friend's apartment. On this specific day, my friend's neighbor mentioned that she had a Ouija board and asked if we wanted to use it with her. We both agreed as I personally didn't think Ouija boards were actually paranormal and thought it was just a myth. We went to a garage area of the apartment building and put our fingers on the planchette. For the first few hours, nothing really eventful happened. Eventually, we had movement on the planchette and started asking questions to the spirit who would answer us. I forgot who, but someone asked if the spirit was trying to communicate with any of us. Interestingly enough, it spelled out my name. I was skeptical and thought it was one of my friends messing with me, so I asked what my name was. It then spelled out my grandmother's name, who died six months before this Ouija board encounter. I started getting a little uncomfortable, as my grandmother's name is in another language, and my friends did not know this language, nor have I ever told them what her name was. They wouldn't even know how to spell it either. Weirded out, I asked what my grandmother wanted. She started spelling out U-R-G-R, and then the planchette started going in weird circles and even going off the board and was not spelling out anything that made sense. So oh I my asked, God, wait, what if she was trying to spell urgent? <gasps> like urgently something because E and R are next to each other on the keyboard. U-R-G, well, and she's trying to say like urgent, urgent. Oh my God. Well, so I asked for further clarification, right? Because that was weird. And then just said, you are great. This oh, okay. will be important later, so got, keep this I in mind. <laughs> no, but this is important, so keep that in mind. Anyway, I just thought it was just us moving it weirdly and then said goodbye. A few days later, my grandmother's husband, my grandfather, suddenly passed away. It was unexpected as he was in great health and was right before Christmas and was so excited for Christmas. As I was at his funeral, I remembered sitting there and thinking about the Ouija board and then that's when it hit me. When the Ouija board or my grandmother initially tried to spell out something that started with G-R, I realized that my grandfather starts with G-R. But then the planchette moved around weirdly when my grandmother couldn't spell out the rest of the word as if something was stopping my grandmother from completing the word and warning me. The few, months, the few next months were hell as I started blaming myself and was convinced that I somehow contributed to my grandfather's death by using, using this board. It got to the point that I became suicidal, and the scary part is my thoughts felt as if it wasn't me. It felt as if something was trying to lead me to taking my life, as they were very dark. I can't explain it, as it might have been guilt, but I felt like something was watching me all the time, and I Oof. felt a strange presence in the next few months after using the board. There is also the fact that the night of when I used the Ouija board, I was in the bathroom and I was underneath some lights. I had a strange feeling and felt that I needed to walk away. Right when I did, the lights shattered and would have injured me if I was standing underneath. I eventually confessed to my mother about the Ouija board experience, and right when I did, I felt a giant weight off my shoulders. The negative and dark thoughts were slowly disappearing, and I started not to feel the dark presence anymore when I overcame these thoughts. However, I was still wondering if the spirit I contacted, too, was even my grandmother. I also wondered if I was imagining this dark presence and the dark thoughts I had. Fast forward, I was at an overnight event at my school, and another friend brought a Ouija board. Oh my god, how many people just have these Ouija boards on deck? 
You I, know that there was a MySpace page that, like, they were all, like, messaging and saying, I mean, I was too young to actually have MySpace, but you could, could you group message on MySpace? I, I never had a MySpace myself. I was not a part of that, uh generation i guess we like i feel like we just missed it because i remember hearing pe- like my like my babysitters and like, i had uh, friends that had like, it but i was too young like my parents wouldn't allow me to have social media at the time exactly i remember asking my mom i rem- i so specifically remember because we say i have a memory for everything there was a girl who i was friends with at the time and she had significantly older siblings and I remember hearing like like her older sister like on like the phone or something, and I kept on hearing her say MySpace, MySpace, MySpace. And I was reading like a tabloid magazine, and I and I read the word MySpace, and I asked my mom what it was, and she was like, first of all, you're not allowed to have one, so don't ask. <laughs> Second of all, it's like a platform where you like have a page all about yourself, and like that was all she told me. And I was like, oh okay, I was like eight, nine. Well, you know, oh anyways, okay, so you were super young. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really, I don't know, maybe like seven. I don't fucking know. I don't remember the dates. But I remember I was young and still friends with that bitch at the time. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> we won't talk about that. All but, right. Well, but, on the topic no, of... You, what I was saying was, you know that there was some kind of group chat going on in the community with kids of that age. Like, Ouija boards were the new thing. That's where I was going with that. Oh, for sure. I, I'm assuming what like what would that be like a forum or something like a a, a group chat or a, I don't I don't know how I honestly don't know how MySpace works. If you guys remember how MySpace works, if that makes sense, email us and explain to us at just podcast at gmail dot com. Anyway, so at one point, the Ouija board said it was trying to contact me specifically. When we asked who it was, it then started spelling out D E V. We started panicking, but then it spelled out to a word that I forgot. I dismissed it and thought it was nothing, but my friend decided to look up the word. A few weeks later, she told me that the word meant devil in another language. It was then it was confirmed to me that it might not have been my grandmother who was contacting me the first time. There was also the fact that there may have been something that was trying to get to me and that it did not have good intentions. To this day, I am convinced that the spirit only tried to warn me about my grandfather so that when he passed, I would have felt guilty. By feeling guilty, I was more vulnerable to the spirit's influence to the point that I would have taken my own life. I do not know if this was what actually happened, but it's the only logical explanation that I have. The end. Huh. You know, I could... I could see that. I could see that. That is a very logical explanation, and it makes sense from what we know about the devil, demons, dark spirits, how they feed off of our energy. Mm -hmm. And when we're weak, that's when they're able to take host of us or to be able to take advantage of us. So that all makes perfect sense to me. I think so. All right, Lily, what's your last story? Okay, my last story... Oh, and something I want to say about the last one, too, is that guilt is such a common theme when you lose someone. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, losing someone, you think, I should have done this. If only I had done that. I could have helped them. I could have made the most of it. Bleep, bloop, bleep, blorp, all that stuff. That, you know, connecting with someone either... And, like, I, I don't know if the Ouija board was trying to warn them, you know... Or maybe trying to, like, be vague enough that later they say, oh, my God, how did I not know? But if that was the message, that's pretty fucked up. That's all I got to (laughs) say. That that is that on that. Okay. My last story is called 
my personal experience with a Ouija board or with Ouija, sorry. The first encounter that I personally had with a Ouija board was not direct. The first time I headed across the country on my own, I was headed to Florida to reunite with an ex-girlfriend. Long story short, I knew a warrant would be going out for my arrest soon. Oh, that's a <laughs> different story. I was looking to start a new life elsewhere under the radar. Upon my arrival at the Orlando... Okay, Florida is just a common theme in my stories and life, I guess. <laughs> I guess, just fuck my life. Um, <laughs> Orlando Greyhound Terminal. I called her and she was quite startled. You see, she didn't believe that I was actually coming and had been asking a Ouija board with some friends if I was. The board said yes, and then the phone immediately rang. It was me calling from the bus station. Okay, that's kind of spooky kooky ooky. Yeah. Okay. My second encounter was direct. I had a bit of a crush on a neighbor of mine, but the feeling was not mutual, as is often the case. In the process of attempted courtship, her roommate had befriended me, as is often the case. (laughs) Now, her friend was more on the gothic side and wasn't unattractive, per se, but just not my particular taste, yet seemed to have an interest in me, as is often the case. Anyways, she got her Ouija board out one night, and as the events progressed, it became clearer and clearer to me that she was manipulating it herself in such a manner as to attempt to seduce me. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> right? That's Maybe. When, that's when this guy should leave. Be like, oh, mm, gotta go. I, I mean, I'd be flattered that someone would take out a demonic, you know... I mean, they're not demonic, but a potential demonic invitation just to try to ask me out to Starbucks. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Pop off. Pop <laughs> off, sis. Um, anyway, um, well, she got her Ouija board and attempts to seduce me. I caught on and took the line of questioning in a different route so as to signal that I was not interested in going there. My third encounter was with my wife, whose social security number happens to end with 666. At first, it was spitting out random bullshit, which I easily picked apart. Eventually, it just said, ha, 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 get out. Oh, that's kind of, that's just creepy in and of its own, like thinking of like a laugh from a spirit. Ha, 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 get out. Yeah. I want to make kind of like a morning after one night stand joke, but I don't know how to go about it. But like, I, I don't know. Sit That's on where that my one. mind went. But yeah, ha ha ha. Because it's not, because it's like the mood swing of it too, of the <laughs> get out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, that's exactly how I thought it in my mind. Yeah, right? Like, so my wife asserted that we were being watched and needed to leave immediately. So we did. Several years later, I was reading an article about Ouija boards, which said that if you're talking to lower-level demons, they will spit a bunch of bullshit out just to maintain your attention. <laughs> Sounds like men. Yeah. Uh, once, however... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to get hate for that. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to... JustCoolandThingsPodcast.gmail.com <laughs> I don't mean all men. I just mean the ones I encounter. I revoke my statement. Um, <laughs> anyway, so 
Lower level demons will spit a bunch of bullshit out just to maintain your attention. Once, however, the board says, ha ha ha, get out, your body has just been taken over by a fallen angel and you no longer have a soul to be saved. Uh. That was not expect. That was not what I was expecting. Yeah, that one was just thrown out there. I just, I was not ready for that. Now I had never told anyone about that experience, so for a time I took that to mean that I was possessed by a fallen angel. In retrospect, however, I have no way of knowing whether she told anyone about that, and it's even possible that the article I read had been planted there just to screw with me. She is, after all, a bit of a mystery who does like to babble on. Based on my experience, if an individual it chooses to follow the rules of Ouija, that individual has no way of knowing whether the others involved are following the rules as well. And some demon or non-corporeal... Corporeal... Oh, man. These words get me sometimes, Rebecca. I swear to God. Retweet. non C-O-R-P-O-R-E-A-L, corporeal, entity is getting involved, or at least one of the other participants just happens to be screwing with that individual's head. Crazy is contagious, so I say pick your friends carefully, no matter what board game you play with them. The end. I like that last message. Yeah, (laughs) me too. I like that. All right, so my last story is titled haunted by a Ouija board demon. So this all started when I was in middle school. I was young and stupid and seriously interested in the paranormal. I grew up in a religious home and I am still religious. I have no explanation for what happened to me. I started experimenting with the paranormal with my friends. We thought it'd be really cool to use a Ouija board. At first, nothing seemed to happen, but then the board started to move. We asked all the normal stupid questions like, who's there, is anyone there? It moved really slow and steady. I was sure my friend was messing with me. I got spooked and we threw out the board, but that isn't where this ends. Moving forward, I started having really weird nightmares. I would constantly wake up at 3 a.m. or not be able to sleep at all. I was basically a zombie throughout my day. There was one time when I was at home alone on FaceTime when I heard my mom yell my name. I yelled back and didn't get a response. My friend then reminded me that I was home alone. I immediately checked my whole house and no one was there. She heard the voice, too, so it just could not be explained. Oh, no. (laughs) I continued hearing voices and knocks and was still unable to sleep. There was one time where I was in my room doing homework and someone pulled my hair so hard my head yanked down. I got so spooked I ran to my dad and told him what happened. He obviously didn't really believe me. That's usually what happens. My brother started noticing. Yeah, it's always the dad. Uh, My brother started noticing weird things, too, and that's when I got really uncomfortable. He and I were in my room, and I went to the bathroom. When I came out, his face was stone white. He claimed he saw a little girl run past my bedroom door. It couldn't have been me because I used the bathroom connected to my room. We don't have any other siblings, may I add. Oh, fuck, no. No, 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 no. I don't like this. Another time, I was on FaceTime again with a separate friend, and I had put my phone out in front of me while I would walk to the bathroom. My friend called out, what is that behind you? And as soon as she said that, the light shut off. I sprinted to my brother's room, and of course, no one believed me again. The icing on the cake, though, was when I was asleep one night, and I suddenly woke up. It was 3 a.m., and I was completely paralyzed with fear. I couldn't move. 
All I could see was a hooded figure in all black staring at me in the corner of my room. Except it didn't have any eyes. I just knew it was looking at me. It started floating towards me and then pressed all of its weight onto my chest. I couldn't talk or move. After silently crying for what felt like forever, I finally croaked out the word Jesus and it fled the room through my door. After that incident, I told my mom everything about the Ouija board and the experiences, and she finally believed me. She could Okay, see, well, that's good. Yeah. She could see how truly scared I was and knew I wasn't lying. She immediately got to work and blessed me and the house. I haven't had anything that terrifying happen to me since, and I no longer live in that home. The end. Wowza. Yeah. It's funny how, I don't know why, I literally don't know why, because we've heard, I mean, all the stories that we read obviously spook us in some way because we consider them, you know, good enough to be read on the show. Not that other stories are bad, but for some reason, that image of, like, the little girl running past, like, that's, like, I I got goosebumps at that. I don't know why. It's, It's one sentence in that whole story, and it just completely changes your emotion, and how yeah. your body reacts is just the most insane thing. The, 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 it was the little girl for me. Yeah, it's it the little, little girl, girl for me. Yeah, I, have you watched The Haunting of Hill House, the season two? No, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, uh, girl. How okay. how are you co-hosting a pod paranormal <laughs> podcast and have not watched that show on Netflix? You need okay. to watch it ASAP, Rocky. Uh, okay, okay, I'll watch it as soon as I can. Okay, I know you're busy because you have like twenty million jobs, um, <laughs> but when you have some time to like breathe in between, like definitely check it out. Um, season two, I am on the fifth episode, going on to mm-hmm. sixth, and. It's interesting. A lot of people are saying it's slower than the first one. I'm not really a fan. I personally love the second season. Um, so if any of you guys listening or um, watching Haunting a Hill House, let us know what you think. Email us at... JustWillyThinksPodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, Lily, do you have anything to add before we wrap up with our socials? Listen, U.S. Uh, listeners... 18 and over register to vote go vote i feel like yeah next time the census comes around you got to do the census too that's all i have to say yeah i feel like i don't know i think i think different states they are either closed with registering or it's like just about to be finished so definitely definitely register to vote um and yeah the census. the guy came to my house Mm -hmm. and it was very weird because I did not expect a random old man to be on my front steps when I was coming home. And then he was just like, hey, I'm from the census. And he has like this little ID. So I was like, okay, I trust you, little old man. Um, you're not a serial killer or anything. And so then I answered a couple questions. And uh, it was super easy. It took less than five minutes. So, uh, yeah, do your census, guys. Yeah, and I didn't understand, like, why it was so important. But, it, it, it you know, it helps... Um determine like it's uh, we won't get into that and that's not what y'all are here for honestly i don't even know why it's that important but i did it anyway yeah it is like we got ours in the mail during quarantine so like you know fun things to do during quarantine honestly just i remember do you remember like pee quarantine when it was like oh yes i get to go to the grocery store today and get out of the house yes yeah it's gonna be ptsd for a minute Oh, my God. There was this guy working at, I think he still works at the grocery store I would go to, and he was, like, whatever aisle he was in, like, 
I feel bad. And you worked in retail, so I assume you had the same thing where you listen to the same tracks. Like, there's only, like, seven to ten tracks that'll play. Yep. All the whole shift. Mm-hmm. This guy at my grocery store, Rebecca, knows every lyric to every song, knows every harmony, every fucking note, and he'll be, like, stocking frozen vegetables, and he's like, ooh, I got 99 problems with your thought, and he's, like, got it all, like... That's the turning point of whether you're either going to stay there for life or you got to start looking for another job. <laughs> yeah, that's the, like, benchmark. Of yes. Either too long or you're stuck. Yes, exactly. That's when you know you've been working too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Lily, are you ready to shout out all our socials for people to follow? I am so ready. All right. Follow us on Instagram at... Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And buy our merch with our face on it at tpublic.com. You could check the link in our bio on Instagram for the exact link to our merch store. And, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. Bye.